Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you got me. Now look at that guy. You only fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Motherfucker, you motherfucker. I said it's cold outside. I've got to go. I said, Motherfucker, you motherfucker. I said it's cold outside. This evening is been hoping that you drop so in. Very nice. I'll hold your hand. They're just like my I mother am. will start to Beautiful, what's your heart? And father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace. So, roll. really, I'd better scream. Put the records on while I The neighbors might say Maybe it's bad 
what's in the no stream. No camps to be had out there. I wish I knew your how eyes are like starlight to now. break the spell. I'll take your hand. <gasps> your hair looks I swell. I ought to say no, no, Mind no, if so. I move in. At least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. I said, motherfucker, you motherfucker. I said, it's cold outside. I said, didn't I tell your punk ass boy he couldn't have no goddamn cookie? Are uh, you listening when I tell the faggot he couldn't have no? And I'm telling your short ass he can't have no goddamn milk cookie. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J.K. Morris. I know I just extended the shit out of my already long intro, but, uh, you know. I had a couple things I wanted to fit in there. Uh, so, I mean, let's just get right into this shit off the bat, man. With this sensitivity on fucking comedians, man. A um, couple things have gone on with, uh, I think, Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars, I believe. And um, he, I guess they dug up tweets or some shit or part of his comedy bit from eight years ago. A little of both. I think it was uh, some tweets and then some things that he said in his comedy routine that they called homophobic and this and this. And then they wanted another apology, even though he was forced to make an apology then. And he said, nah, I'm not going to apologize again for some shit I already apologized about. And he was like, nah, move on then. Fuck it. So he was out of there with that. Uh, Then you got, you know, you got people, everyone wants to turn everything into a fucking race thing. So then Nick Cannon comes out. Now he's pointed out all all the white people have said some wild shit on Twitter, and they're not getting in trouble for it. Oh, Chelsea Handler and Cyrus Silverman and uh, who the fuck else? Um, Amy Schumer. Look, they said they said faggot on on uh the fucking Twitter. And, and what about them? Let's just be fucking straight up. You know, obviously racism exists. But when it comes to this right here, this isn't a racial issue. There is a full on attack on fucking comedy and the freedom within comedy to say what the fuck you want to say. My favorite fucking stand-up of all time is Eddie Murphy's Delirious. Within the first minute of the fucking special, he starts off by saying, I got some rules when I'm up here doing my stand-up. I faggots ain't allowed to look at my ass. That's why I keep moving around when I'm doing this, because you never know where the faggot section's at. And if they catch a glimpse, you got to turn real quick so they don't get, you know, their minds working on what I got. This this is like, you know, this is what he said out there. You know what I mean? And then he went into, you know, Mr. T being gay and Ralph Cramden being gay and impersonating this and dude fucking this dude in the ass and all this other shit. It's comedy. This shit is comedy, man. These are comedians. This is like when you talk about the best comedians that have ever done it. All fucking chains were off of them. They were able to say whatever the fuck they want. The most legendary comedians ever were allowed to say whatever the fuck they want. They didn't have to make explanations for shit and apologies and donations to fucking uh, different organizations in order to make sure they know I wasn't serious with this and this. Society has gotten too fucking sensitive. Nick Cannon, he's a fucking clown. He's been a fucking clown. He's been playing the race card for no fucking reason every chance he gets for a long fucking time. This dude... Played like fucking, uh, like the white black man on fucking TV. All smiles, proper language, you know, just like talking in a whole different sense. 
he he was he was hosting fucking uh, America's Got Talent for all sorts of time, beloved by America, everything's good. And then all of a sudden he just decides like, yeah, I'm gonna quit, and then starts doing like spoken word shit and talking shit about the white man holding me down. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like you you like ran away from fame in order to say that they were hating on you, man. You had to open door to fucking make ridiculous amounts of money. Dude was doing wilding out on fucking MTV. I think it's on MTV, right? Dude was doing wilding out on MTV, jumping around, doing funny rap shit, this and that. And then on another channel, playing the role of fucking, you know, PC host and shit and doing both fucking roles. And nobody was like, oh shit, you're a little too black for us. He was doing whatever the fuck he wanted with his career. And and, and it, it was all good. And then the second he wanted to just pull the reins back and go, oh, everybody's racist. Tell you what, though, because this dude, when he starts talking his shit, he starts off with that, yo, the black man is God, the black man is king. That's bullshit. Right that, right there, that type of fucking talk is racist in itself. So you can be proud of who you are. You can have pride in who you are all day long. But if you start saying that your race is superior to another race, that's what racism is. That's exactly what racism is. But a lot of times when the tables are flipped and people say from the other side, if, they, you know, if they're a black person and say, oh, you know, the, the black man is king, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, he's just proud. But if a white dude said that, it'd be like, get that motherfucker out of here. Yo, he's racist as shit. How would, you, how would you just come out and say, yo, the white man is king? Like, what the fuck kind of shit is that? Nobody would accept that shit, and they shouldn't accept it on the other side of the aisle either. So I listen to what motherfuckers say. I listen to what they're really about. And then when they come out of their, their mouth with that type of statement, like, look, I, I guess Nick could fall into the um, category as a comedian at times. I, I, I don't know if that's what you classify Nick Cannon as, a comedian. Um, well, if you do, you know, and, and look, Nick's done some shit I like, too. Like, he, he played a great host on America's Got Talent. I think Wild and Out's a funny show and shit, you know. It has its moments. Sometimes it's corny as shit, and sometimes, it's, you know, it's got some funny shit going on on there. So, I, I never really hated, like, the things he did uh, performance-wise or, you know, what he put out there as far as entertainment. I mean, any of that rap that he was trying to do, is, we, can get, we can keep that We can keep that for yourself, bro. Like, you don't, you don't even need to put that out there. And then it was like, when there was like a tease of like Eminem was going to get in some battle shit with him, it was like, no, <laughs> you might want to fucking stay in the house for a week or two, you know what I mean? Like, fuck all that. You know damn well what's about to happen. But, um, it, it's just crazy, you know what I mean? And, and um, it, you know, he he's just decided to play that fucking role. And, um, if, if he's a comedian, if we're putting him in that class, and I really think... All the comedians, every comedian, male, female, white, black, I mean, Spanish, I mean, whatever, whatever race, color, creed, I, I think everybody needs to fucking stand together on this and take a stand against this PC bullshit. Motherfuckers are getting labeled and fucking drugged through the fucking mud because they're being comedians. Just because they're being comedians. I mean, how many comedians make rape jokes? Well, you can get a whole fucking coalition against that. Because that's obviously a sensitive subject. How many comedians make race jokes? Oh, we could draw them out. We could make them fucking actual racist. How how many people make jokes about women? Well, we get the feminists out. Get them the fuck out of here. How many how many people make jokes about you know some shit happening with kids? Oh, pff, get that shit out of there. I mean, it, you can go down the list over and over and over. And half of the reason why I played a Bernie Mac piece that I play all the time at the beginning of the show with the milk and cookies is because. 
that's the type of wild fucking comedy. Bernie Mac is to me one of the funniest motherfuckers ever. The way he talked and everything, like, and he's talking about his kids and, you know, his adopted kids and talking. I did not tell a little faggot he couldn't have no milk and cookies. Like, that's 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 one of the funniest fucking things ever to me. But like, yeah, if you want to pinpoint it and put a fucking spotlight on it, be like, oh, not he was calling a child a faggot, and that's so wrong. On you're teaching children that homophobia is okay. Like, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Like, if you if you cannot if you're not capable of laughing at comedy, just just watch watch horror movies or watch drama where you could cry at the fucking screen all day. Suspense, whatever the fuck you're into, but leave comedy alone. Just leave it. Just walk the fuck away from it because you can't handle comedy. You're not about that. And, and and that's what the thing is, is man. I I like to fucking laugh. I I think that's my preferred you know um type of entertainment is comedy. So it, it comedy serves as a distraction towards some of the major things that are going on in life. And if you could lighten your mood a little bit instead of being down about everything that goes on, I think that's for the better. I think that's 100% for the better. If you're going to go, oh, this guy thinks it's funny that this happened, like that's, I mean, I think you lost the entire concept of comedy at that point. It's just wild, and it's just a continued assault, and you keep going back, and you just be like, how would Sam Kennison exist in this day and age of, of comedy? How would the old Richard Pryor shit exist in this day of comedy? How how would Dice, I mean, Dice is still doing Dice, but, you know, he's rich enough that it doesn't matter. But how would he come out with, like, that fucking first album? I, I, dude, there's no way. I mean, there's just shit that, it's unbelievable. You know, the, the type of uh, held over the fire that these comedians are getting and Everything's held under a spotlight, you know. It's just, it's just crazy. I can't really stand it. So, um, so yeah, that that's that. I just wanted to touch on that because it's a continuing swirl of nonsense that keeps going on and, and keeps being talked about. Um, I decided I don't like Meek Mill. I, I uh, I, I there was a couple of his tracks I really liked. On a couple albums he did and stuff, but he put out this new album and stuff, and I listened to it. And look, for what he does, I'm sure it, it, it's fire. But like, I, I just don't like his shit. Every one of his like albums and his tracks just like that flow pattern. That da 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 I don't like that shit. I just don't like it. It's corny as fuck to me. It gets on my nerves. All the fucking beats sound like fucking old bass tapes motherfuckers used to get every time they got 12 or 15 inch speakers. It's just got a little bit of something to it. There's just boom, boom, fucking Kyle Beats. You know, fucking get the fuck out of here. I don't know. I, I don't, I ain't with it, um, and then he put on there, he put on, like, a fucking What's Beef track, What's Beef is dope, man, you, you can't redo What's Beef, get the fuck out of here, and, and he got a Getaway track on, you can't do, re, you can't redo a Mob Deep track neither, you know, I, I like, I already had, like, this, eh, I'm not, I'm not sold on this dude for a minute shit, and then, like, Drake, just, like, corny-ass Canadian rapper just came smack the shit out of him, he went into hiding for a while, yeah, I mean, it's just, he's just, he's just not my type of rapper, man. It's just, there's something for everybody, and and a lot of this shit these days, even guys that can rap, I don't think he's a terrible rapper as far as like, you know, putting words together and shit like that. He's not a mumble rapper or anything like that. 
but just like his whole style and shit. I just I can't I can't fuck with it. I just don't like it. It's it's fucking crazy to me. Um, just just not my type of shit. So, uh, that's that. Uh, let me see. Yo, Maria Manic is putting out, and, and I mean, good for her that she's capitalizing on this shit. She is putting out, um, like, so basically, you can buy merch from her, you can buy 8x10s from her, and request that she degrades you on your 8x10. Because these nerds out here are just straight up, just, just pervs anyway, you know what I mean? So, they're more or less having her, like, femdom them on fucking, on merch. Like, let me see, I, I think I took a picture of this shit. Where the fuck did I put it? Oh, shit. I go through my fucking, there it is. So, uh, this is like, uh, Dear James, you should hold on to this because it'll be worth a lot of money one day, and I'm sure your broke ass could use it. And then, uh, and then it says like, "P.S. You can never be as hot as me." And she signs it. There's another one that says, uh, um, "Dear Steve, um, A.K.A. Mark." Uh, I don't even have a dick, but I bet mine is still bigger than yours. Fuck you. Eat my ass. Love, Maria. <laughs> like, just, these motherfuckers are paying for this shit. This is the wildest shit ever. So, if you want Maria to, uh, to degrade you on, um, on an 8x10, and you want to pay for that, there's a good chance you're, you're not listening to this show. But then again, there's a lot of fuck dudes that uh, listen to my show, too. Because I'd be surprised as fuck, man. I talk some shit about people. Next thing you know, they're listening and and, and they, they pop right back in on what I said. You know? Um, some people aren't going to get their names mentioned, you know, as they, uh, as they crave. Because the thing is, I'll address shit on the show. I hear shit about my name or this or that. And I'm just going to respond. I mean, if... That's the thing, like, whether whether my uh my name is mentioned for a second or 20 minutes, I'm going to respond to it. I mean, you could pretty much um, guarantee that if I hear about it, because I, I don't run around listening to, to bullshit shows, so I might as well just address this now. I don't, I don't run around listening to bullshit shows, but a lot of times, people will fucking start screenshotting and sending me links, and, yo, did you hear what the fucking this dude said? Of course I didn't, because I don't listen to your fucking shows. Uh, then when I say something about them, well, they're listening to my show, so they hear it right away. Um, so, like, the kid from last week I talked about, um, yeah, I said something about mentioning my name and this and that. And then, like, th everybody was, like, real, real obsessed with, like, yo, he went 20 minutes on it. And, okay, well, the thing is, is I do this show to just talk and and just ramble and say whatever the fuck. So, if I'm having fun with something, I'm just going to talk about it. It really, like, I'm already investing whatever amount of time I feel like just to fucking rap on this shit for, for whatever. So, it doesn't really hold any weight or value for me to go 20 minutes or a half hour like, oh my god, he spent 20 minutes talking about this. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. Just like, people are like, how, how could you spend all that time talking about something you don't watch? Like, because I could do that shit. You know what I mean? 
Like, if, if I have time to burn and shit, and that's why, like, you know, I take these hiatuses and stuff, because I don't always have fucking time to do this shit. But if I have time to do it, I'm I'm up to talk about fucking whatever kind of shit. So this isn't some shit where, like, oh, my God, at 20 minutes, like, man. The type of shit you do with your time is fucking crazy. Like, when y'all, when you listen to those fucking shows and you listen to what they fucking ramble on and on and on, blowing fucking wrestlers for two hours, three hours on a motherfucking show, don't worry about what I spent 20 minutes on. If I mention your name for fucking 20 minutes, be fucking thankful. You know what I mean? Keep that shit in mind around Thanksgiving and tell your family. You know what I mean? And, and as far as, like, you know, at me on Twitter or whatever the fuck. Dude, we don't have a relationship. Go play with your fucking friends. You're not on my fucking level. You're not going to hear your name all the fucking time. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. You can go suck a dick, motherfucker. I'm not I, I'm not here for you. You know what I mean? If I mention you because I heard some shit, that's fine. But it, it's not going to... You can keep fucking talking. I already told you how I feel about you. It, it's all good. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, so so that's pretty much that about that dude and and what it is there. Um, um, let me see. I know I got other shit. Um, I want to get into this uh Roman Reigns uh Sozio thing that happened. Uh, and big shout out to Sozio. Next week we will be doing our annual Cage of Death review. So I will be watching a wrestling show for the sake of this show, and uh. Myself, along with Sozio, will be uh, doing a full rundown on the Cage of Death show next week. Sometime next week, I'm not really sure the date. I have to get my hands on Cage of Death, which will happen tomorrow, and I'll give you the card in a minute. And um, and then from there, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do the uh, recap as we see it. I'm sure Sozio within the next week will have the uh, the graphic up, fucking photo whopped graphic. Uh, of the two of us, but, uh, yeah, so, anyway, um, I don't have the exact quote on there, because, you know, getting researched, and I don't see that shit, um, when Roman Reigns, um, came out on Raw and announced that he has leukemia, and, um, it's, it's back full force, it's something he's dealt with his whole life, and it's back full force, and he has to relinquish his title and step back from TV, I immediately thought pretty much the same thing that Sozio said. Now, Sozio said it in a very, you know, sarcastic tone on Facebook. So some people took it very literally and very, you know, seriously and and to the heart. And, and and, um, well, they took it to the butt, too, because they they got real butthurt. Real butthurt about it and started, uh, you know, threatening and this and that. Um, Well, he pretty much said that, like, it took... Oh, Vince McMahon finally found a way to get Roman over as a face. Uh, Leukemia, brilliant, or something like that. I'm just paraphrasing. But, so, my thoughts on it was this, too. Man, I saw countless fucking people up until, like, the week before that shit that were, oh, fucking hope Roman dies. I can't stand him. Fucking, why do they keep fucking force-feeding this dude to us? I wish they'd get him off my fucking TV. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. And then the second that he announced this very serious thing, they're all like, oh, fuck, shit, can I delete, let me go delete last week's comments, dude, I always love this guy, man, oh, that's such a shame, it's like all of a sudden he had a bunch of people that gave a fuck, where, like, the week before they were wishing death on him over, like, a match they didn't like, and shit like that, Roman Reigns has been consistently one of the most hated WWE superstars in the past fucking three, four years, easily, easily, and a guy, especially amongst faces, 
like I think he he's fucking leaped over Cena of people you know that were hating on a face because that was like Cena's spot. So he he took part of the Cena face hate spot. Yeah, I mean that uh, he had for so long. I always I don't want to say I, I was Roman's biggest fan always and shit like that, but I always. And I haven't watched WWE in a long, long time. But I always gave him a lot more credit. Um, obviously, he's got a great look. Yeah, I mean, he, he's uh, he's built. He's fucking, you know, in the type of shape you should be, you know, if you're going to be on the fucking posters and shit like that. Um, I, I don't think he, like, fucking ruins a bunch of matches or anything like that. Uh, the, the one turning point I remember where, you know, he was doing his basically copy-paste moves and just kind of filling in through all the shit. And then uh, there was a point where it was going to be like him versus Brock. And it was going to be like, oh boy, how's this going to go? And he fucking, he really went in there and it was stiff as fuck back and forth. They did a lot of hard hitting shit in that match. And he really stepped up quite a bit. And you could see in a lot of matches, man, he's working hard. I mean, I don't think he's just laying back and fucking getting everything handed to him or anything. So I think he had, you know somewhat of a victim of um you know the vince mcmahon i don't give a fuck push where people are like i don't really like him as a face and vince is like yeah well you don't run this fucking company and i'm a fucking millionaire so you know i could take you motherfuckers not liking me and it'd be fine this ain't the indies motherfucker yeah i mean like if you don't show up i still have enough people i'm all set (laughs) yeah i'm all set i ain't counting fucking uh you know in the hundreds i'm counting in the thousands so you can go fuck yourself that that's kind of how Vince is and he's selling shirts and he's selling all his merch and shit like that. He's doing all right, regardless of people liking him or not on the internet. Um, so I think he's somewhat of a victim of that. My other bias towards him is like him and like almost all the Samoans are Niner fans. So that's like going to be immediately like, you know, bias for me, but, um, yeah, man, like it's a real sad situation. And, um, you know, I have a dude that's fucking on the top of his game, you know, obviously making, big big fucking money in the wwe he's all over the top of the fucking card he's you know one of the main players in the wwe and and seemingly was going to be for years and years to come because you know he's he's far younger than a lot of your other top guys there um and you know it's a shame it really is but um yeah you, you do see a tremendous amount of support that was the biggest fucking face pop he ever got you know of you know, saying some sad shit like that. The motherfuckers were behind him 100% all of a sudden. They didn't show up to the arena planning to be behind him. There's people in the car on the way there going, like, I can't wait to tell him to fuck himself. And then, like, they got there and, like, oh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's not what our night's plans were. Um, so, yeah, people got real fucking crazy, to, you know, Sozio talking shit and this and that. But, like, again, everybody's fucking sensitive too sensitive to even fucking look at the reality of the situation and what's even being said or done. No one was wishing anything bad on Roman. The people who were wishing bad on Roman, you could go check on their statuses the week before because those like he should die statuses, you know, I mean, those should be pretty offensive when you find out a week later, the dude's got a major fucking disease. So, um, yeah, that's just how I felt about that whole thing. And again, you know, people get all fucking crazy on the internet and, kind of to be expected at this point um so about uh, a couple weeks back probably a month ago or something like that uh dave chris did one of those things where uh, on instagram you like ask a question and then you get like a picture with the fucking answer or some shit i've never done any of it but 
you know, you'll you'll see like the the posts show up on a thing. I don't know if it's on the stories or what it's on, but um, someone said, "What do you think of CCW's current product?" And he just fucking made this this like face and and it said trash in big fucking letters across it. So this is just like a clear example on uh, another one of the main players of CCW of recent times that have completely fucking turned their back on it. You know, um, DJ will get on his interviews and shit like this. And thankfully I haven't listened to any kind of DJ Hyde interviews. I don't know if he's not doing them anymore or if it's the fact that I never listen to wrestling podcasts, probably good balance of the two. Um, but he would get on these interviews and say like, Oh no, they've just been really busy. He's still one of my best friends and this and that. But it's, it's like, as soon as CZW, as soon as a guy isn't working there, they're like, fuck that place. What a shithole. The fucking thing's going down. The booking is trash. But, like, while they're there, they're like, no, man, it's not that bad. It's great. Yeah, it's easy dub. Fucking like nothing else. It's just people only talk that high shit when they're there for a minute, you know. And then as soon as they leave, they're like, fuck. Like, there's not there's not too many good breakups on CCW, you know? Like, if it was the dating scene, they would have, like, a lot of bad fucking reviews on uh, whatever app they're using type shit, you know? Um, so, CCW, let me see. I, I Let me pull up this fucking KJ Death card because it's, it's fucking crazy. Um, let me see. Yeah, I should have, like... I would say I should be more prepared, but then that wouldn't even be my show, you know? So fuck it, you know? There, there's people to start the show, Deathmatch, and uh, you just fucking sit there and wait for like 15 minutes. He's like, yeah, tonight on the show is going to be such and such. Then you just fucking, you just, you're supposed to wait. You're supposed to sit there and wait. Um, yeah, I just saw this fucking post out of this fucking dude. There it is. Alright, DJ Hyde posted fucking to the the uh Cage of Death card. So this is uh Jordan Oliver, which is the wiry champion. Uh versus Casey Navarro, which I think is like a part of his squad or some shit. This does not look like two fucking title contenders, title holders, title anything. This is two student-looking motherfuckers, man, for the Wired title, which is it's just crazy. Because the Wired title used to be the fucking Iron Man title, which was held by fucking Lobo. Yeah, I mean, and all that shit. Um, well, it's kind of a combo, because there was also the Junior title, which is fucking scrapped. So this is kind of sort of, I guess, a hybrid of... Uh, those two titles, but you wind up with fucking students, so then you got, uh, John Silver, Shane Strickland, and Rich Swan in the three-way, should be a really good match, when they first announced Strickland, they, uh, they, they put, us uh, <laughs> Shane Stickland, that's the thing, CCW, like, their unprofessional bullshit when they just, like, post a graphic with a misspelled fucking name on it, like, it just shut, just close it down, just cl- it's fucking over already, I mean, we're talking about KJ Death 20 and you're still misspelling names on flyers, there's, like, little bullshit shindies that don't misspell names on fucking flyers, their flyers might not look very professional, but all the fucking names are spelled right on it, like, it just, 
It's unbelievable how fucking behind shit they still are. Uh, David Starr versus uh, Anthony Green. Uh, so there's that. I don't know anything about Anthony Green other than he wears like Zubas and makes shit look corny. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, you got the, the uh, Cage of Death world title match inside the Cage of Death. So I guess this is the only actual in the Cage of Death match. Um, which realistically they should definitely be doing it with the Onita match too. But uh, I guess we'll see. Who knows? Maybe they do it too. Um, but they're announcing this as a CCW world title inside the Cage of Death. Uh, RSP versus Mance Warner. Now, initially it was um, uh, MJF versus, I think, RSP, I believe, in the uh, Cage of Death. But RSP is now hurt. Um, another horrible booking scenario from CZW. RSP actually wrestled in CZW in the United States two times since he's won the title in fucking April. They had a couple shows, like crossover shows in Canada. And, he, you know, he worked those ones within that amount of time. And he defended the title on a couple other company shows in that amount of time. But as far as wrestling within CZW in the United States two times since April when he won the fucking belt. That's a bad decision. That's a complete bad decision, putting the belt on a guy who you can't put consistently. But that's uh, nothing new for CZW. It's just like banking on having something that they fucking don't, you know? And maybe they feel like it looks good because he's running around with the title, working in probably more successful places than CZW is right now. But, um, and, and knowing that the guy's got the talent to fucking get signed and then be like, oh, he had our belt for a long time because we just put it on him and let him tour the country, the world. Um, so there's that. Um, then you got, um, the tag team titles in a tables match. You got the blackout, G's and Ruckus with Robbie versus the rep with Maven. Um, I'm really, really hoping the Blackout lose the fucking titles. Um, you know, big fan of the Blackout. Um, my boys, G's and, and Ruckus, been cool with these motherfuckers for a long time. And uh, But the way Robbie's acting with that fucking belt, man, it's just ridiculous. He's a fucking manager, and uh, he, he's... he's Robbie's lost his fucking mind. I don't want to go too, too deep on this fucking dude, because I'm probably going to mention him again in a minute, but... um. He's he's fucking he's acting crazy, so um, it, it'd be nice for him to not be running around every fucking shindy with a belt when he's the manager of a team. So there's that. Um, then you got the uh, the tag match, which is Onita and Tremont versus Mosada and DJ Hyde. Um, this I I can't imagine this is gonna be great, but you have two of the greatest deathmatch wrestlers in the world in the match in Tremont and Masada. So you definitely have the chance, the opportunity for it to be good. But with DJ involved in it and uh, washed up Onita in it, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how much they're going to pull out of this. 
Um, DJ Hyde managed to, if you have not watched the fucking segment and you have 11 minutes of your life to completely fucking throw out the window, um, go watch the segment that he did with Tremont. Um, it's one of the worst fucking segments you'll ever see. So, um, there's that. That's the lead up to this match. Um, then you got, uh, Joe Gacy versus Alex Reynolds. So there's that. Um, and then you got, uh, a hardcore match, four on four, Mitch Vallon, Jimmy Lloyd, Dan O'Hare, and Maria Manick versus the office of, uh, Connor Claxton, Kid Osborne, um, Brandon Kirk, and, uh, whatever his chick's name is. I don't know what his chick's name is. Um... So, yeah, there, there's that. Uh, th- this is going to be probably a pretty rough fucking show. Um, but I do enjoy uh, reviewing this type of thing. So, it should be interesting. A- at the very least, it should be some form of interesting. And most likely remind me why I don't watch wrestling anymore. Um, so, that's that. Uh look forward to hearing from myself and Sozio about this show. Um let me see. Yeah, let me let me take a break, come back, and uh, hit whatever else I got lined up here. All right. Um, see, this is the type of fucking music I like, man. Like that that Meek Mill shit. It's just it's just not for me. You know what I mean? Th- this right here is this is the type of shit I'm into. Yeah, nigga. Watch your back, cause here I come again Trapping funky shit for the 1993 In 1989 I sold dope for a pastime 1991 they called that nigga Scarface Started on the team when the nigga turned 16 Stacking that green cell and go to the dope fiend Daddy seen the scheme, down so it seemed Cause he hit the nigga up with the nigga played a triple B Had a lot of game with the fiend, that's what it came with For the nigga how to get the fuck when it jumped If daddy jumped up then I was down Yeah. 
to start shit. Pumping up the hood, making motherfuckers squawk. You fuck with one nigga out of the motherfucking click. You had to fuck around with the whole fucking mob. Cause niggas broke sick and they didn't take shit. Quick to put that ass up in the motherfucking bitch. Whipping on your ass and tie you up to a fit. And just me began and been that way ever since. My niggas used to kick it up around the fucking pipe. Smoking, switching sweets, drinking Miller Lights. Taking turns, heating up the motherfucking mic. And maybe be the buster out his motherfucking bike. Crack a jack, kept my motherfucker on the hustle. Making sure my business stays spread drum tight. Hotel flippers gave two for ten and even gave up shakes to keep my clientele tight. Before long, I had customers out the ass buying flippers. Their skin coats, tight ropes, and fat slippers. Fresh fade daily, I had my own fucking clippers. And all kinds of hoes on my cock sucking zipper. Clothes came in handy, but my money came first. Cause bitches get a ghost when they shit get niggas hurt. So if I ain't have shit, I had a motherfucking mint and could pull on my dick. It worse came to work. So if you got a problem with the way I run my business, let a nigga know so I can put you in your place. Nine times out of ten, you ain't mad enough to deal with the born killing dope dealing Mr. Scarface. Rougher than a motherfucker taking no shit from a bust a motherfucker who be fixing off the bullshit. Got my bull pump, boy, you bitch made nigga. So let a nigga know when you bitches wanna flip. I'm letting you niggas know. Obviously, uh, I, I lost a uh, an acquaintance in uh, Ian Rotten through my criticism of IWA, King of All Kings. My very first criticism was definitely questioning, uh, I don't think he got offended at that just yet, but um, that it was even affordable to book all the top deathmatch talent of, of every era, you know, just like all the winners of deathmatch tournaments, as far as uh, the eye could see. I mean, you look across who who all the top guys were. They had to win a major tournament, this and that. And uh, when you put it on paper, it's like, well, I mean, 
you're kind of you're setting the bar extremely extremely high because king of the death match has gone on for so so long and has such a prestigious lineup of of wrestlers that have been in king of the death match not to mention tournament of death and all the other things out there masters of pain and you know these these things so if you're going to collect all of the best of all of those that should be pretty pricey you know um so that was my first little bit of concern when that was mentioned and i mean it kind of shits on your own product a little bit because it's like saying, you know, he put like no filler or any of this shit. So it kind of said like, you know, we obviously put filler in every King of the Death match. And this is going to be none of that. Which is, you know, again, like you're, you're trying to, when you build up a tournament, you should kind of be justifying why each person is in it. Which is kind of what um, J.C. Uh, Rotten caught some fucking feelings of, of what I said going into the the king of all kings thing because they started saying yeah we're only putting the top talent in there no filler no this and that and then they started saying like well we're really impressed with this guy so we're gonna put him in like that's that wasn't the fucking that wasn't the whole concept of your shit i know you had like a like a slots where people could vote for you know whoever's gonna get the fuck in that you already didn't put in but I mean, to start just opening the field to whoever is impressive this week or last month or whatever, it seems completely counterproductive to what you were trying to do is put the best across the board in there. I feel like that left spots open for your schlacks who's been tearing it up all over the place but hasn't won a tournament. It's to open up your slots for Marcus Crane, who's been absolutely running shit in your uh, GCW and, like, carrying the fucking match scene to another level, doing, like, big Japan-level shit on a month-in, month-out basis for a while. Not like, oh, he had a couple really great IWA matches, and now we're talking about Marcus Crane. I'm talking about, like, this fucking dude was just murdering it, whether he was third fucking death match of their sixth death match show, or whether he was in the tournament. Um, you know, the, the first TOS were... He had the first round match and he got knocked out and then he came back in the finals to fucking murder it more just because they needed people to fill in and he, he just fucking got himself out there and just, just killed shit. His matches with Schlack, his matches in the, I mean, it's just, you can go on and on about the type of things that he's put out there. But if he didn't want a tournament, I feel like a slot's for him. Not like the Orin Vite kid that he, he's, uh, he's impressed a few people at a few fucking 18 total fucking draw yeah i mean they, they draw 18 fucking fans at iwa and they're all really riled up about this dude look he might be phenomenal but if you're talking about a, a tournament that you're putting together that's based off of fucking the best across the board don't tell me who you're impressed with just now like that shit doesn't even i don't think that that applies to this fucking tournament so anyway where i also said that um there was a big problem was you said no filler and the next thing you know they put in insane lane which is like 300 plus pounds of fucking filler there is no fucking substance in this fucking guy so ian goes like no dude he's been losing weight he'll prove you wrong you watch i can't wait till he proves you wrong i will agree to disagree and this and this and the lane is lane 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 yeah he's working on so i i got shot a picture just like the other day 
and um, well, actually one today and then one like a week ago. This dude was out there taking a sleep study, looking like morbidly obese, looking like fucking crazy as hell, and um, <laughs> looking like a cross between the old necker butcher and the comic book guy for the, from The Simpsons. Like if you smash those two people together, like that's that's pretty much what he looks like. And he's got all this shit hooked to him because obviously, like, the dude's probably near dying in his sleep with some of that sleep apnea shit. And he needs that shit that Vader used to come out with in fucking Japan to, to live through his fucking week. You know, so they're probably trying to figure out, like, why. <laughs> like, why? But it's pretty, like, I don't even need to be a doctor. I just look at that picture of you morbidly obese and go, like, that's why. That That would be why you can't fucking live through the night without some major equipment. You know? Um... That that would be why. Uh, <laughs> you could have just, like, faxed that picture over to the office and they would have sent back and, like, yeah, thumbs up, fucking laughing emoji. You know, they just cut it out, bro. Um, so, clearly, he's uh, proven me wrong. I'm sure he's tearing it up on the uh, indie deathmatch scene. And that's the thing with me. Like, don't tell me this motherfucker is going to prove me wrong because you got some inside info. But meanwhile, he's not working anywhere. He's not working anywhere, and the one place he's going to come fucking work is for you. And he's going to be amazing. He's going to be fucking, like, just steal the fucking show crazy. You've never seen anything. Get the fuck out of here. You might have been doing this for 22 years, but I've been a fan for a long time, too. And I can tell you when some shit's going to disappoint, and I can tell you when some shit's not. And uh, this is one of these things that was... It was kind of set up to fail right from the start. I had some worries about it. And uh, so guess what? Canceled. Bunch of motherfuckers sent their money in. Bunch of motherfuckers bought these fucking VIP tickets. Some people booked hotels. Some people booked fucking flights. People had their whole shit together. Talking about renting vehicles, this, that. Jeremy had a whole trip fucking planned. Hotel, rental car, all that type of shit. Cancel all that shit. Also, tickets were bought, right? Guess what? Motherfuckers still don't have money out there. As far as I know, again, I ain't got shit to do with anybody's money out there, but some motherfuckers put out money, and from the best to the best of my knowledge, from what I've heard, not everybody got fucking paid yet. Now, the one dude, he filed a PayPal grievance right off the bat like okay i know how this bullshit goes i want my fucking money back so he he uh filed a what do they call that um i don't know if they call it a grievance or um whatever the fuck he filed a, a claim uh, yeah that, that's it a claim through paypal saying i want you know a refund shit ain't happening i want a refund so PayPal, shut fucking IWA's fucking uh, PayPal down, and fucking Ian blocked that dude on Facebook, and the other dude that, that filed the claim as well, so th that's how they're conducting business, and the dude got his money back because I IWA wouldn't have had a fucking PayPal account if they didn't, but sometimes that's the way you gotta get your fucking money, and maybe, you know, being friends with a motherfucker ain't worth not getting your fucking money. And being told, brother, 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 you know, oh, I know, brother, I'm hard up. And that's the thing, though. Um, and I'm going to segue from this to another thing. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, there's no, I've heard no mention of, like, uh, now, I don't have Ian on Facebook anymore, but I, Misty's on my Facebook. 
Um, which I, I, I honestly feel it's just like a, nah, sure I could delete her or whatever, but um, I just feel like that's like so she could report some shit to Ian if I talk some wild shit. I, I feel like that's the only reason she's there, and it, it's fine. You can fucking beat her, because I'm not scared of anybody hearing what I say. I put this shit out there, and I want everybody to fucking listen, and you can go tell your fucking friends, and you can tell this one and that one. Last last week's episode, I got a bunch of messages, like, the next day, like, yo, why'd you say this, or, oh, this dude heard you said that, and this and that. Like, whatever, good. Like, I'm not saying this shit in a fucking back alley somewhere to one motherfucker. I'm broadcasting it. So it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not really worried about my words, you know, hitting people's ears that I'm talking about, because uh, I'm being open. I'm being honest about shit. That's what a lot of motherfuckers out there aren't. And um, that's what, you know, a lot of this I, I do because, you know, it's fun to me. But in the same token, um, I don't think most fucking podcasts out there are as honest as me. I, I think everybody kind of plays a role that they feel like playing. Um, the thing is, is the difference between me and a lot of fucking wrestlers, or not wrestlers, um, uh, wrestling fans out there, a podcast, whatever, they want wrestlers to respect them as a fan i want people in general to respect me as a man i don't give a fuck about a fan so the thing is is you might not like me because of what i say on this fucking podcast or what i type about wrestling and my feelings on podcasts or my feelings on wrestling or my feeling on this wrestler that wrestler and if that makes you not respect me as a man overall, then I don't give a fuck about you. You can go fuck yourself. You can go fuck your mother. I don't give a shit because if you look at everything I contribute to this world as a man across the fucking board, what I do with animals, the love I have for my kids, yeah, I mean, you look at what I fucking contribute. Look at the passion I put into the things that I really actually care about and judge that shit. Judge that shit and look at me with the fuck I put out there. And if you don't respect that, then I'll, I don't have room for you. I don't really give a fuck. You're not the type of motherfucker I'm trying to gain respect from. And I, I really don't try to gain respect from anyone either. I, I'm just going to be who I am. And if you can look at who I am and see the value in that, then then great. I, I respect that. If you don't, I don't really need to fucking impress nobody. You know what I mean, I, I don't really have to go out of my way to do anything that I wouldn't already do. You know, so... I live my life a little bit differently than a lot of motherfuckers. And, uh, you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, so the, the next thing I want to talk about is, um, the wrestlers that'll take fucking full advantage of the fans, the fans that want to help support them. A lot of times there's complete pleas put out there. Oh man, I'm hard. I, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm having a hard time with that. Man, fucking life is going. It's, it's rough, man. Please support me. I'm fucking down on my luck and this and that. And uh, shit, I don't know what to do. And half these fucking wrestlers don't have regular jobs, and then maybe some do. But like, y- you get the sob story out of a lot of them. And, and it's funny because on one hand, you'll get wrestlers telling you like. Unless you lace up the boots, don't have the fucking balls to comment on what I do. And on the other side is brother, 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 brother. So, uh, on one hand, like, I'm your fucking relative. And on the other hand, I better not say shit about what the fuck I'm watching if I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, so go fuck yourself. Um, So, one example. Neil Diamond Cutter. This fucking dude, um, I believe Jeremy paid him in May. May for a fucking t-shirt 
Motherfucker still didn't send it to him. And it's always, brother, brother, brother. Oh, I'm having a hard time, brother. Oh, just give me, you know, this and that. And Ian does a lot of that shit, too. And, and it, here's the problem, man. You don't get to fucking take people's money and then figure out when is a good time in your life when, when you're financially stable enough to give people what the fuck they paid for. When you fucking take money for somebody's shit, you send them what the fuck they bought. You can't take a bunch of people's money and then try to get on your feet. Part of getting on your fucking feet is taking people's money for a product you have. They're helping you get on your feet. You hold up with your part of the deal and you send them the fucking shirt. Because if you don't have the shirts, then you're just fucking stealing from people. If you have the shirts, but you don't want to put out the $5 of a fucking shipment, well then you're being a greedy motherfucker. And you didn't deserve that fucking other $20 for the fucking shirt because you didn't want to put out the five for the shipping or, or walk to the fucking post office or do whatever. But that's part of people helping you to fuck out. When you're down on your luck and motherfuckers aren't answering your fucking messages and you got one fucking fan from halfway across the country, it's like, oh, bro, I love that fucking match. Here's fucking $20 for that shirt. And you find a fucking place in your fucking life to just go, I... I don't have it. I don't have it on me to send to him. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like I really hope motherfuckers like that get hit by a fucking bus. Yeah, I mean, like tomorrow, like straight up. And then I hope they send his fucking clothes to motherfuckers like Jeremy, who who bought a fucking shirt off him, never got it. Probably ain't gonna fit because he's a little short ass dude. But at least he would have got a fucking shirt for his fucking money. Yeah, I mean. It's it's fucking crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. It's despicable. This fucking corp, when he fucking robbed the fucking fans because like brother, kill them all, cup brother. We're gonna we're gonna put do the fucking thing. Like he stole fucking Gage's catchphrase at the time and then turned it into a fucking tournament that never happened and stole motherfuckers' money. Then went got locked up. Snitch on motherfuckers came out and it, it, there's pictures of him posing with fucking Jeff Skeleton, the pilot. Who fucking lost a shitload of money to him? So I don't know if he paid him the fuck back in order to be back in his good graces or whatever, but he definitely lost a fucking bunch of money on corp shit. And it's like, it becomes like a running joke, like, oh, kill them all, cup, this and that. These motherfuckers are putting faith in you. And that's the thing, man. And not, not, to, not to make it about me, but I do have to fucking mention this shit, and, you know, I've asked some people, you know, over time and stuff, and it, part of it had to do with, uh, you know, getting this show up and running again and stuff, and, you know, I, I got the lesser package, so I can't go over two hours now and shit like that, but, you know, I found a way to make it happen, and, uh, you know, some people, you know, bought a couple shirts off me, Russell's a big, big fucking supporter in that, and I, I couldn't thank him enough, but, um, on some real shit, man, like, uh, to, to give you the personal side, my job just cut the fucking hours right before fucking Christmas. 17 fucking years I've been there. We've been open um, 9 to 6 on the weekdays. Um, initially, we were open 9 to 6 on the weekends. And it was probably like two or three years in. And then we cut, they cut the hours on the weekend. So we were open 9 to 5 on the weekends, 9 to 6 on the weekdays. Um, at the time, initially I was working 48 hours because it was nine to nine to six on the weekends. So when they, I'm off Sundays. So when they cut the weekend hours, I got 47 hours. So you're talking seven hours of overtime. That shit adds up big time, time and a half, seven hours. It's a big, big part of your check. So, um, 
fucking last week, they decided um, they're having a really hard time. Um, donations and shit. You know, the, the place I work for runs off donations. Um, they run off of um, contracts that they hold with different towns as far as their, um, you know, animal control. We have three branches. And, uh, you know, they've lost some towns here and there, some pretty big contracts. And donations have been down. And, you know, things are tough. I understand things are tough. But they just fucking decided we're just pulling the fucking hours back during the weekdays from 9 to 5. So now everybody's working fucking 9 to 5. They were working 9 to 6, Monday to Friday. So that strips me of five fucking hours overtime right before fucking Christmas. I got three kids, and that is a big fucking chunk coming out of my fucking check. So again, not fucking begging or anything like that but if anybody out there wants to buy some fucking shirts um i got the fuck out of here shirts i got the zandy guy shirts um i got those those dvds you know some of those dvds that i got um anyone wants to fucking hook that up i mean shit i ain't gonna <laughs> i ain't gonna lie to you i want to just drop fucking money in my paypal you can do that shit too but i'm not the type of motherfucker to be begging for that type of shit um PayPal is jcatmorris at yahoo.com, um, but definitely hit me up if you're going to do anything or want anything, because I'd, I'd really rather, you know, sell fucking shirts, you know, have people walking around with the merch and shit, and uh, like I said, the dope-ass shirts, better Christmas present than a fuck-out-of-here t-shirt. Show your family that you ain't trying to hear their shit with a fuck-out-of-here t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, I, I would never in a million years think like, yo... I need the money, fucking uh, send me some money for the shirt, and you fucking send me the money, and then I'm just like, shit, man, that that $5 shipping, I'm just going to leave that shit in my account, and uh, fuck it, man, uh, shit, I can't do it, and then spend that and be like, oh, I don't even have that money anymore. Well, shit, that was part of the fucking agreement. Like, you don't get to play that other side of the game where, like, you now manage the fucking money and be like, oh, give it back to you when you can, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, no, I, I owe you a shirt. What? Owe oh, you? Who the fuck are you talking to? Can you imagine, like, if you're selling fucking shirts in the fucking building, and the motherfucker said, I want one of these in large, you fucking took their money and just fucking skirt at the fucking back door and left, and then hit it, and then walked up to him at the next show and was like, oh, yeah, I'm out of larges, man. I'm going to have to hit you next time. Like, that shit doesn't work. But now with the internet and shit, it's so much easier for motherfuckers across the country to just be like, oh, I say, uh, sorry, dude, some shit happened. And, and I've heard it from all different wrestlers, all different motherfuckers, and, and fans that I know, like, they're going so far above and beyond, like, further than I would ever fucking go to try to help these fucking dudes out. Like, they're legitimately like, dude, I, I, I enjoyed that dude's match. I want to support him. And the next thing you know, it's like, yeah, that dude fucking blocked me or he's not, he's not fucking responding to my messages anymore. Like you fucking dirtbag motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, and then got the nerve like this diamond cutter cocksucker. He's on fucking Facebook. Uh, I'm going to start promoting shows. Anybody got ideas for the, are you out of your fucking mind? Why don't you fucking send a fucking shirt to the dude that gave you fucking... You have the you have the money to start up a promotion to run a fucking show, and you don't have the money to send a $20 fucking shirt? And the shirts don't cost fucking $20. Half of these fucking shirts will cost you fucking $7 to make, and you're getting 13 fucking profit off it. Not not including the fucking 5 or $10 that you took for fucking shipping, and you're sitting on all that shit like, fuck it, man, I, I don't got it. But you're asking, you got the balls to go on a fucking Facebook and ask, yo, like, 
uh, what do you how do you think I should run this fucking company? Like what what would you like to see on a show? I'd like to see you jump off a motherfucking bridge. That would be a that would be a fantastic show. Because you're a piece of shit, man. You take people's fucking money and and then I hit him up um like a couple of weeks ago. And I and I just put him on blast on his fucking page. He asked him some stupid shit, and I'm like, yeah, why don't you try sending motherfuckers to shit when they support you? And, and uh, you know, I told him what I was talking about, and he hits me up. Oh, thank you, man. Like, I, I totally forgot. I'm gonna send him out some shit and some extra shit this weekend, man. That that's so cool of you to you know um, stick up for your your friend and this and that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fucking never did any of that. Never did any of that shit. Or right back on his fucking word. Yeah, I mean, it's just trash. Get the fuck out of here. Josh Crane, fat, pigeon-shaped scumbag. Motherfucker owes me a couple hundred dollars. Because when he he reprinted the fucking, the uh, Zandig guy shirts, the larger sizes, those motherfuckers came out two inches smaller than the fucking regular ones. The the last print. And I fucking hit him up, and he, he played dumb. Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, what's, what's the problem? And I fucking put him side by side, and he's like, oh, yeah, that does look a little different. And then fucking, uh, he's like, dude, uh, you know, I'll make, I'll make good anywhere I can. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, like fucking my money's, it would be making good and shit. And it was like a, a lot more. It was, it was more than $200 for the fucking batch of shirts. But I said like, yo, just call it fucking 200 and let's fucking just do like that. And, um, yeah, 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 whatever. Fucking all good. Next thing you know, like I don't get any fucking money. And then, uh, when Hamhead and that whole fucking crew of idiots fucking started up on me. They started talking shit, and uh, Jonathan Stauffer, who who now is uh, he's been apologetic, and he's a he's he's a nicer dude to me than he he was initially, um, because you know I got pretty riled up with these motherfuckers, and and I'm not really down to play games with any of them. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not Batman. I'm not gonna run around punching people in the fucking face for for acting like fucking idiots on the internet. But yeah, I mean. The majority of these motherfuckers know where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, as far as that goes physically. And it's not something that Hamhead ever wanted. And he showed that shit. I don't want to get back into a whole thing about him. But um, bottom line is, motherfuckers started talking about shirts and shit. And this fucking guy comes out of the blue and goes, Dude, I made those, but it's not my fault. I got sent shit art and this and that. And it's like, whoa. So I chime right the fuck back in. I started sending him screenshots of his own fucking words. Like, yo, what the fuck? Oh, no, dude, dude, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. And fucking backpedaled his stupid looking ass. So, um, and then it was like fucking last year, I believe, I hit him up again. Oh, so, hey, motherfucker, like, what's up now? Like, uh, we, we still fucking not, not doing shit? Oh, dude, uh, no, I'm going to fucking send you a refund and shit. And all the proceeds, I've had this, like, personal shit going on, my family and this and that. And, uh, he had some, like, Bernie Mac shit going, where, like, his family got fucked up on drugs, and he took the kids and shit, and, yeah, I give all respect for that. I, I'm not gonna shit on a dude doing right in his personal life about shit, but, like, when, again, you take on a financial responsibility to put out a certain product, and people don't fucking give you half the money, they give you all the fucking money, and they want all the fucking product. And when you fuck up, it's your responsibility to come back financially the same way they gave to you financially so you want to support your family and this and that and then then go on your facebook talking about good business and this and that and expect me not to chime in and be like hey speaking of good business dickhead like how about my fucking money and it's like oh no dude so i'm so sorry shit and then like i have screenshots of him saying like i'll give you all the proceeds from my wrestling or fucking graphic and all this and it's been over a fucking year 
Yeah, you know I mean, he ain't giving me shit. I don't plan on him giving me shit, but I'm never, ever, ever going to stop fucking talking shit about that fucking dude's business and his fucking, uh, his, uh, his word, his word being right at all. On top of him just being like a fat slob that fucking talks about working harder than everybody else. He's always posting these motivational quotes about like work hard while your opponent's sleeping. Like no one's going to work harder than fucking de- shut the fuck up, man. You, your fucking work looks crazy. You, like the result of your hard work looks like a fat pigeon, man. I have pigeons, so I know what they they're shaped like. And you look like a pigeon or maybe a duck with a shorter neck. Yeah, I mean, it, it, your body is crazy looking. I work fucking hard physically, and and that that's why I look how the fuck I look like. Yeah, I mean, but you don't know shit about that. You don't know about keeping up with your fucking word. You don't know about being about what you fucking talk about. And showing results for what the fuck you put out there. That's why I don't respect motherfuckers like this. That 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 put out this kind of fucking business diamond cutter idiot. This fucking Josh Crane pigeon. Yeah, I mean. You, you fucking prey on these motherfuckers who try to support your fucking business. Because they respect what you're doing in the wrestling business. And like I said, I don't want to be fucking respected as a fan. I ain't no fucking fan. I'm a man and, and you'll fucking talk to me like I'm a fucking man. Otherwise, I ain't got fucking room for you. Yeah, I mean, this isn't some, like, intimidation level shit. This is just some real shit, man. I'm 40 years old. You're either going to deal with a motherfucker like an adult, or, or you can go play with your fucking friends, because I don't, I don't got time for you. So that's what it is. You live and you learn. You know, you take a couple fucking losses and shit. You write it off and keep it going. But you realize who not to fuck with in the future. And it's these type of motherfuckers that should never, no one should ever do business with these fucking people again. That that's what they should get. So when they're like, "Well, I'm really sad. Like I'm on the side of the road. Can anyone give me a ride?" No, fuck you, motherfucker. Stand on the inside of the line. That that's my suggestion to you. Stand on the inside of that white line instead of the outside of the white line. You know what I mean, I just I can't stand. Maybe lay on the inside of the white line, you dirty motherfucker. I just I can't stand motherfuckers to take advantage of people. And and that there's so much of that shit in the wrestling business because it's easy money. It's easy, like you got these people chanting your fucking name. You got them fucking clapping, fucking running around the fucking country with your shirt on, representing your fucking name. And then when it comes time to fucking pay them back, and just it's not even like you're doing them a fucking favor. You're doing your part of the service when you're selling them some shit. You know, Maria Manic will send you. Exactly what you paid for and call you a scumbag on there if you want to, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, you know I mean, that's a good businesswoman right there, you know, she's not going to beat you on it. She'll, she'll write on there. I thought about not sending this shit to you, you dirty motherfucker, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, you know I mean, but uh, she's not legitimately just going to take your money and fucking run with it, you know. Um, let's talk about some more scumbag shit. James Ellsworth. Uh, yeah. So there's no chin-having motherfucker. Uh, he he was up there fucking texting and fucking sending dick pics and all this other shit to uh, underage girls. So his career is over. Um, there's been a lot of this indie shit. There's a couple other motherfuckers that um, I think that caveman dude, caveman, I, I liked him as a wrestler. I thought he was real fucking, uh, you know, good character wrestler. He could work in a ring and shit. He had his old gimmick down and everything else. And I guess, you know, he decided, you know, fucking... Talking to some fucking miners and shit. These people are scumbags. Absolute fucking scumbags. And if you could defend this type of shit, you're a scumbag too. I want these motherfuckers, like, 
under the fucking jail. Buried, dead, gone. I don't give a fuck. If this is your agenda, there are so many fucking women on this planet. And, and if you can't fucking work within your fucking age range, if you can't work with adults, you get to the point where you're a fucking adult and, and, and anything over 18 is not within your fucking wheelhouse, you, you, you gotta shoot lower, then you're a scumbag and someone should shoot you in your fucking face. And again, I, I, I'm not, I'm not Batman. I'm not gonna run around and fucking take care of the fucking shit that's going on out there or anything like that. I can tell you if some shit, I got three daughters. I can tell you if, if any one of you scumbags or any other scumbags that have nothing to do with wrestling, any one of you dirty motherfucking pedophile scumbags try do anything with my daughter the day that one of these fucking scumbags stumbles over my daughter doing one of my three daughters doing this type of shit i'm out of here i'm gone your family is gonna fucking cry because i will cut your motherfucking head off and, and mail pictures to your fucking family before they haul my shit off to fucking prison i'm not i'm not about playing fucking games we could joke about wrestling we could do about this we could do about that but these motherfuckers there's no excuse for them there's no fucking excuse for them. And that's why I also wanted to mention fucking, um, and, and you know, they just talk another minute about it. They, they make the ultimate fucking sacrifice for that. Like, not only are they doing that, they're putting everybody in their fucking family. If they got kids, they're putting their fucking kids on the fucking line. They're putting their parents. They're putting their fucking possible girlfriends, boyfriend, whatever the fuck they got. They're putting all that shit on the line because when that fucking sexual predator shit hits the computer, your whole fucking anybody in your inner circle's got fucking eyeballs on them like data ones are fucked up. So you're putting your whole fucking family on the line. You're risking every fucking thing you've got because to you, that shit is worth it. And that's why to me, you ain't worth shit. So that's how I feel about that shit. Now, um, the, the other thing that I did want to mention Robbie about is because... James Ellsworth um, was doing a lot of like uh, FaceTiming with his kid and shit. Cause I guess it was cool, you know. They were they were friends from the Indies and this and that. And then he wound up on the WWE, so it was cool, man. I got this guy that's on TV FaceTiming the kid and this and that. And, and Robbie has a problem where he had a connection through wrestling with people, both this Ellsworth scumbag and that rock and rebel piece of fucking trash that killed his fucking family, killed his fucking wife. With his fucking kids in the house. The mother of his fucking kids. With his kids in the fucking house. So he had connections with these fucking people. And when they do fucking despicable shit. This fucking guy goes in the morning. Like the shit happened to him. And, and, and he's got to fucking. He's got to fucking pick himself up and get over it. Because he's acting like a fucking clown on the internet. You know. Robbie's a guy I liked a lot man. His hall of fame speech included my fucking name. You know, Robbie's a guy I liked a lot, but he's acting fucking crazy online right now. You know what I mean? And, yo, move the fuck on. You knew the fucking dude. He did some old wild shit you don't want any fucking part of. If you had a daughter, you wouldn't want that motherfucker FaceTiming with your fucking daughter. So just back the fuck up and go, shit, I didn't know. That's fucked up. Fuck that motherfucker. How hard is it to cut ties with a motherfucker who did some dirty shit? You gotta be on some like, this is really affecting my life. I've had such a rough year because of this. And 
because a rebel. I understand, man. You had a connection, this and that. But if that wasn't your father that killed your fucking, your your mother and left your fucking brothers, uh, brother and sister in the fucking house with him. This is a fucking guy you knew through wrestling. Stop making wrestling such a fucking major part of your life, man. This shit's not going to make you fucking wealthy to the point where, where you're putting your kid in, in a great financial situation. You're not going to be set up for life based off of this little fucking hobby you got. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you got yourself on the fucking edge of the cliff working at GNC, mourning motherfuckers who never belonged in any respect level in your life. And, and you, you know, they, they played their role, they did whatever, and when the true colors came out and one was a fucking murderer and the other one was a fucking pedophile, you go, oh shit, didn't know, backing up, I'm a better guy than both these motherfuckers. That should hold no fucking weight on your future. You fucking crazy. I mean, it's it just shit like this, man. I can't, like, I, I can't get into a fucking, I can't continue going through life and just being like, oh, well, that's perfectly normal. I guess she's having a hard time. Like, what the fuck for? I understand initially that shit hitting you. Are you going to carry that shit like fucking baggage for the rest of your fucking year, for the rest of your life? Get the fuck out of here, man. You got real fucking actual family shit to go on. You got a kid to raise. You got yourself to fucking take care of. You worried about this this old bullshit? These motherfuckers out of your life and move on, man. Shit's fucking crazy, man. I just, I just don't get it. Um, Shane Mercer pitched, picked up fucking bleachers like... Like 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 a fucking uh, a bale of hay or some shit. He was at a, I think that was the IWA show or shit. And he, he used the fucking bleachers like a weapon. He put the whole stack of bleachers on his fucking shoulder, brought that shit into the ring. That dude's a fucking beast, man. Straight up. Um, uh, what else I got? I don't think I got much else. NFL has been fucking crazy, man. Uh, I don't even know what to fucking do anymore. I'm horrible at betting, and I'm gonna, I guess, keep trying. Um, I don't do anything major. You know, it's a couple bucks here and there. Um, I don't, I think the one week way early in the season, I bet like 80 bucks the one week, because I got all fucking hyped up, legalized betting and all this. But I haven't gone above 40 any other week. So, uh, you know, they're definitely dropping even lower now, you know, with the, uh, you know, financial situation there, um, so yeah, man, uh, hit, hit me up, you know, you want some fucking shirt, DVD, whatever the fuck, uh, I only have so many DVDs, but, you know, shirts, shirts I got, uh, I think that's about all I got, uh, check out, uh, I got your five stars, um, Jeremy doing his fucking thing, um, check out fucking, uh, THT podcast with, uh, Shaheen and Boxman, uh, nuclear heat graphics, I believe that's what he calls it now, he keeps, he changed his name a bunch of time, I feel like, um, I think nuclear heat graphics, he's out there doing a, uh, fucking cage of death, fucking afternoon extravaganza, I think, tomorrow, he was out in the arena today, I think he's doing the afternoon, or the cage of death, or some kind of shit tomorrow, for sure, um, cage of death tomorrow night, so that's, that's fucking Sunday night, eh, that's, I don't know, man. I got a bad feeling about that draw. Maybe fucking Onita helps him out, but, like, the rest of that car looks real fucking lackluster, and, um, shit. CZW's in their lowest drawing time ever. I've never seen a, a time that's, uh, drawn lower than this. So, um, there's that. Uh, you know, uh, 
besides, you know, the cut hours and shit like that, adoptions are really picking up at work. It's that time of year. It's um the best time for cat adoptions. I've always had the theory that um it's pretty much, you know, in the in the spring summertime, people are outside more. They're taking vacations. They're, you know, outside. Even if you're out in your backyard doing shit, you're not really thinking about adding a cat in the house quite as often as you are in the wintertime. Everything's warm and cozy. You're inside just trying to, you know, just hold it down, you know, when it's cold out. And, um, you know, that's that's when uh, a lot of people think about adding another cat to the household or a cat if you don't have one. Um, so it seems to every year like clockwork, late fall, early winter, the adoptions pick up during the summer um kitten season picks up so we start getting a bunch of kittens but the adoptions are still kind of slow um so i'm really happy you know having a lot of my cats go home right now um i mean you'll get some veterans like cats you've had for years and you'll have a cat that's been there a week doesn't even spend a week in there garfield i um had posted a big thing on facebook about this but um he was adopted for me a year ago um, by older people, I was not a fan of this adoption from the start, um, and, uh, they fucking kept him for a year, well, they actually declawed him soon after they got him, which, um, they were not supposed to do, anybody who adopts from us is pretty much agreeing not to declaw them, and, uh, they declawed them anyway, because they're fucking lying scumbags, and, um, you know, and a year later, they fucking returned him. So he wound up back in the shelter. I couldn't give his fucking claws back, which breaks my fucking heart. Because I could do everything I can to get this cat back in a home. You know, I could try to fucking right the wrongs, make his fucking future. You know, something that his past won't even matter anymore. Because his whole new life will start and everything's good. That's what I try to do. I try to, you know, mentally and sometimes physically rehabilitate these cats. To, to just fucking put anything behind him. A lot of times people come into shelter and they'll be like, you know, oh, what was the cat turned in for? And I'll be like, doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. If it's nothing behavioral or anything that you got to worry about with the cat, you know, it's like moving, allergic, da, da 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 Who gives a fuck? I worry about the present and the future for every animal that comes in that shelter because that's, that's what really, really matters. The present is keeping that cat healthy and happy and, and getting him socialized and, and, feeling good about the people he meets and comfortable. And then the, the next thing to do is worry about his future and try to place him in the right home that won't ever fucking let him go again. And, uh, that's, that's what I did with Garfield. Um, he, he was easy, man. I'll tell you what, he, he took that whole thing in stride and he was a fucking, he's an amazing cat, you know, two year old cat now. Um, and he went home, you know, he just went home actually today. He was supposed to go home yesterday, but they had something to do so they came like a day late but um yeah so he went home today and i couldn't be happier couldn't be prouder of that type of thing you know um when i'm able to give a cat a home like that that uh you know i obviously had a pretty rough you know first year it, it just sucks that you know the declawing thing happened because I, I can't fix that you know it's something that just leaves an emptiness for anybody that doesn't know what declawing is all about um they cut the fingers off at the first knuckle and, um, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's a, um, an elective amputation that the animal then has to walk its whole life on. So you think about amputating part of your feet, part of your toes, and then just walking for the rest of your life on them. You will de develop arthritis in your later years, which cats almost always do. 
Um, you have to understand, too, um, a lot of people will go, oh, well, I had a cat declaw, and they were fine. Well, one of a cat's natural defenses is to not show weakness and not show pain. Um, there's some cats that are better than it than others, so some cats will fucking go their whole life and not show you anything. But know that they're definitely hurting. I mean, you can't just cut off part of your, you know, digits and then walk on them for your whole life. Um, a lot of times it causes behavioral problems from biting to litter box problems to those type of things. Um, it, it can cause all sorts of psychological damage. Um, I, I've had countless cats that have come into the shelter declawed and they end up completely unadoptable. There's nothing more you can do for them. You just you can't fix what's been done to them. Um, psychologically, they become so difficult and aggressive or um, completely just defiant towards using a litter box at all. You can try everything you can. And some, some just haven't been able to be saved. And it, it's a real shame because that's something that a, a human completely elected to do. And not only did they elect to do it, but they also didn't even have the courtesy to keep the animal for their whole life that they did that damage to. Um, you know, I have a Bengal who, he was declawed and um, just fucking thrown outside. So someone paid a couple grand for this fucking Bengal cat, because they're not cheap, and then realized what they were dealing with. You know, with Bengal cats, like, they're, they're gorgeous cats, but uh, very problematic. Um, they're, they're great athletes, so a lot of times, you know, people have problems with the amount of damage they could do to a house because they could jump very high. Uh, they can get on anything that they want to get on in your house. Um, they have a very strong play drive, so, you know, you still have an adult cat that wants to play like a kitten. Um, they have a very strong hunting drive, so um, a lot of times the, they want to get out, they want to go out. So, you know, it becomes difficult to, um, you know, corral them or, or make sure that, you know, they're not slipping out on you or anything like that. Some people give up on that and just let them out, um, which obviously puts them at risk. And then, um, you know, you, they also have, like, a, a strong dominance. So, you know, the the urge to mark their territory sometimes is higher, too. So there's a lot of those type of things. Um, and there's different levels of Bengals. There's, like, the F1 Bengals that, that's closer to a wildcat, you know, is – as more of a pure Bengal as you get, there's like different levels of it. And the higher level of it you get, the closer you are to the actual hybrid from, you know, the wild cat into the, the house cat. And then they go down, you know, when you get to like your F3s and stuff. Like my Bengal is more of like a F3. You know, he's more of a a low, low, um, low end Bengal, I guess you'd call him. Um, they're also very prone to irritable bowel syndrome. So sometimes the diets that you have to feed these guys are just insane. Mine has th that problem. And uh, it's very, very difficult to manage. You wind up on medications and this and that to just try to, you know, keep them stable, you know, uh, with his stomach. So it definitely um, is a lot to intake, undertake, I should say, as far as uh, owning a Bengal. Um, so for whatever reason, you know, people sign up for it because they see a beautiful cat, this and that, they don't do a lot of research before, you know, it, they cast that cat outside because that's not what they fucking signed up for. And, uh, that's the, he wound up just astray, just fucking loose outside with a fucking no identification, no microchip, no tag, no anything. 
no owner to reclaim him, and Fronty Claude. And Fronty Claude bad enough where he had nerve damage done because it was done even badly on top of it being a terrible thing to begin with. So he had nerve damage done, so his bones are very painful. And, um, you know, when the weather's bad, he's obviously an indoor cat. All my cats are indoor. But, um, you know, they have a fucking, like, he has a little bit of a limp, you know, when it when it's rainy or, like, real cold or bitter or anything like that. So it, it's just crazy shit, man. When I see this fucking declawing nonsense, I just see red. You know what I mean? I, people come in with that, oh, yeah, my couch, my this and that. Like, oh, go fuck your couch. You know what I mean? It just... If your couch and this and that is that important that you can't have a cat with claws, then just don't get a fucking cat. Like, the the option is that fucking simple. Just don't get a cat. Just don't do it. You you don't need to. You you don't need to at all. Or it, you can also fucking go seek out rescues because there's so many cats out there that jerk offs already declawed. And then gave them up. So take some extra time. Maybe you can't just real quick get a cat. But go out there and search for rescues and shelters and cats that have lost their fucking home, despite being declawed, and maybe you can give one of them a home, you know, but it's, it's just, it's a terrible, terrible thing to do to an animal, um, it's, cats have had such a bad fucking, bad continued trend on things to do to cats that have become completely acceptable, from just letting them out your front door and rolling the dice on whether a predator gets them, a car hits them, whether they come back, they don't come back, they eat some kind of fucking poison or some kind of shit outside, they wind up in other people's yards who don't want them there, they could do anything to them, they could get fucking jump into someone's neighbor's backyard with a dog that doesn't like cats. Dude, you just completely roll the fucking dice with your cat and let him out the door, and it's acceptable. You really, like, people don't really do that with dogs. There used to be some old shit where you just let the dog wander the neighborhood. People don't generally do that anymore. People just let their fucking cats fucking get impregnated, fucking have kittens under the shed, some kittens die, some, some are left, oh, she had four, now there's two, look at that, I wonder what happened, and, oh, my cat had kittens again, and just, like, fucking completely irresponsible, dirty shit to do when thousands upon thousands of cats die in shelters every fucking year, I mean, it's, it's incredible, the numbers, go look up euthanasia numbers in shelters, and it's all just, just fucking ignorance, and um, just overpopulation by terrible, terrible ownership. And then on top of that, like I said, you got the declawed people. That just, like, they do that shit for their convenience, but when the cat's no longer convenient, claws or not, they get rid of that shit too. So they do a major fucking alteration to the cat's body, and they go, mm, yeah, this still isn't working out for my life. Eh, you gotta go. So it, it just fucking enrages me. It's not a, It's not a part of cat ownership. It's really not. Um, and people are fucked up that way, you know, um, we've done countless things to animals that have, uh, you know, made us happy, we stick these fucking parrots that fly through the fucking sky, gorgeous fucking parrots that fly through the sky in the Amazon, you see some of those fucking videos of them flying through, it looks like a fucking moving, it just looks like a miracle, you know what I mean, the blues and the reds and the greens fucking soaring over the fucking rivers, and we stick them in a little tiny fucking cage and tell them, shut up! <laughs> like, why are you screaming? <laughs> I mean, you took the fucking sky away from a bird. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. So, uh, it's just, you know, what we do as fucking humans, but, uh, 
the, the cat thing obviously hits a nerve with me. It's my profession. It's what I do. It's my passion. So, um, yeah, just, just wanted to fucking put that out there. Obviously, Garfield is a very successful story. He's great. And, um, yeah, I wish him all the best. I'm really happy about, uh, him going home. I don't know why I say I wish him the best. It's not like he's listening to this fucking podcast. <laughs> but, uh, what can you do? Um, yeah, so that's about all I got. Like I said, next week you can look forward to me and Sozio talking a ton of shit about a Cage of Death show. I mean, I hope for the best because I, I would like to see something that isn't complete dog shit, but um, I, I kind of know what I'm getting into here. I don't expect it to be amazing. Um, I heard Joe Gacy's getting like looks over there at uh, Evolve, and uh, he's got a possible NXT shit coming or something like that, maybe tryouts or something going on. I think it's well-deserved. I think this guy just needs someone to kind of write his role for him. CZW's a shithole, so whenever someone's trying to, like, polish that shit and try to make it, you know, a big deal again and really trying to make it, uh, like, here, I'm going to be the lead of this shit and, like, CZW's still CZW and I'm the fucking guy and, like, why are you hating? It's because everything in CZW's trash, so even if you're, like, the main attraction in it now and stuff, it might have been a big deal back in the day, but it's not now and it's just a bad place to get stuck um anybody who has any kind of fucking talent long term is just fucking stopped in and moved out you know that's how ccw's been for a while it's not a destination anymore it is for the young guys because it used to be a major fucking thing and now it's so much easier to get a spot that it's a huge deal when suddenly you have your spotlight there so i don't blame them but it's it's still a shithole but um I think that's about all I got. And and if you want to, uh, you know, do any pregame for CZW, um, maybe DJ Hyde's got his latest workout with that uh, that chick that calls him a bitch and has him spread his legs on the fucking Instagram. Um, that's the most fucking embarrassing thing I've ever seen. And another guy who shows his results through his uh, body on a regular basis. It, it's it's bananas. I don't I don't know what the fuck he's trying to accomplish there. But anyway, uh, so I think I shouted out the people I want to shout out. Shane, Jeremy, that's it, if I missed anybody, I don't know, hit, hit me up, talk some shit, um, any topics you want me to cover, you know, in the future or whatever, because I got this one with Sozio coming up, now I kind of cleared my plate, you know what I mean, I hit all the different things that I wanted to talk about, and uh, I'm back to fucking, back, back fresh, and I can talk about whatever fuck you, you guys want to hear me talk about. I didn't really get too, too into the NFL. Maybe we'll do that a little bit more next week. Oh, check out Grizz World on fucking YouTube. That's um that's my puppet channel. I've been doing the uh, the football picks every week, losing every week. Um, so the one thing you can enjoy about that is the fucking the puppet banter back and forth of the losing. Um, I did a little uh, teaser debut of fucking Artie on the video uh, this, this past video that i just put out and when i get done with this i'm going to film another taj one for this week's picks um you know some stuff that i like doing really enjoying it um so yeah so that's about it um yeah i'll talk to you motherfuckers later peace talk to y'all later have a nice night stay dry it's raining again tired as rain Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh, 
shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.